Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're learning Beshalach Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Beshalach. The topic of our Aliyah is complaints about food. Our Aliyah is 11 Psukim long, running from Perik Tesvov Chav Zion to Tes Zion Yud. Let's take a look at this Aliyah and try to understand what is going on. Okay, so the, the, they now come, the nation of Israel now come to Elim, and there there are 12 um, springs of water, and there are 70 date palms. They stay there and they sojourn by the Mayim. Then they go to the area of this desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, and this is uh, on the 15th of the second month. We're now dating the months to Nisan, which is when they left Egypt. And they now complain to Moshe and Aaron in the desert, and they say, we don't, we should really die. We should have died in, 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 in Egypt. It would have been better because we're there. We had all this food. We had meat. We had bread plenty. The nostalgia abounds. And now you took us out to the desert to kill us all in famine. So Hashem says to, to, to Moshe, I'm going to bring bread down from heaven, and the people are going to get their daily portion every day. I'm going to use it as an opportunity to test them if they really go in my ways or not. And on the sixth day, they will bring what they will bring Mishneh, um, the double portion of what they did on the first day. And this is what Moshe and Aaron tell the nation of Israel in the evening. <clears throat> you all know that Hashem took you out of Egypt. In the, in the, in the, um, what's going to happen is in the morning, Hashem's presence will be here and He'll answer all your complaints. We're nothing that you're complaining to us. Um, and so, so what is it that they're going to see? He says that in the evening there's going to be meat and in the, and in the morning there's going to be this, this, this interesting bread from heaven as well, Lechem in Hashemayim. And as they speak, then they turn to, to, uh, to the, the desert and the presence of Hashem appears to, in a cloud to the nation of Israel. Then obviously the next part of the, this parasha is going to, the sixth aliyah is going to be talking about how this actually um, how this actually plays out and what the manner is. Now, a few basic questions. Why is the story here? Why, why is this happening right now? So Rav Hirsch points out that this is the first month, one month after Pesach. Remember, Pesach took place, Exodus took place on the 15th of the first month. This is the 15th of the second month. So it's 30 full days later. And now that's when they learn of Shabbos. It says, uh, symbolically, Pesach takes the nation of Israel out of slavery and Shabbos allows them to live free. Shabbos is the sustaining of the experience of freedom. Once they left the house of their masters, they felt the grinding responsibility of finding sustenance for their family. And that responsibility can be so over overwhelming and can paralyze one or make one completely self-absorbed. So Hashem took them out of the desert and showed them that He was in charge. And they'll get their daily portions and, and, um, and, and, not, and not have to get it every day. They'll even have to be able to miss a day of the week. This is the juxtaposition between Kriyas Yamsov and the Parnasa of a person, which Chazal make many comparisons between. And what Rav Hirsch is saying is that the Parnasa of a person, when a person is able to brew with bread on the table for their family, is in fact the greatest expression of freedom, knowing that Hashem is with us and helping us on a day-to-day -day basis. <clears throat> in fact, um, Rashi comments that when he says, in the evening you'll know that Hashem took you out of Egypt. What he's saying is, you didn't realize that it wasn't your valor then. Meaning to say, you thought that maybe we deserved it, maybe it was because of us. Now I'm going to show you incandescently that on a day-to-day -day basis, you won't have to work, I'm going to supply you with everything. Let this be a lesson for the rest of your lives. Let Shabbos be the lesson for the rest of your lives when you don't pick up the man, that I am taking care of you. That's the lesson that needs to be learned over here, which is why the story immediately follows as well. 
Now, another question is, what is the relevance of this place, Elim, which is this 12 springs and 70 date palms? Rashi says this was because there was 12 uh, tribes, there were 70 elders. So that's why there were these springs and date palms based on those numbers. What you see from here is that this is a demonstration that this is not just about sustenance, but it's about providence. Hashem's not saying, I got you covered. It's not just that there's going to be a brook. No. I'm going to show you that I have specifically choreographed every detail that you're going to encounter to be spe uh, specifically fitting your needs. Another question, what led B'nai Israel to complain about food right at this point in time? Rashi says it took a month for them to finish off the cakes that they had saved when leaving Egypt. They took it as, as supplies, but now the families are running short. It's a month later. That's when the complaints begin as well. We're going to see that the man will also last a month beyond when Moshe Benu dies, when they enter the land of Israel on the other end in Sefer Yoshua at the beginning. Now the question is, how is receiving the, the daily sustenance a test? This is the biggest question in our earlier. Hashem says that the reason he's going to do this is to see if you can follow in my Torah or not. So what is that? Why, why is that? Rashi explains that there are many commandments associated with the manna, with the man. Not leaving it over, not taking, not taking on Shabbos, all these things, not taking too much. All these commandments are part of the test. So I'm going to see, I'm going to give you a gift, but the gift has certain strings attached. Are you able to live by the rules that I give you? That's the test. The Rachel HaKadosh takes it in a different way. He says, much of our lives revolve around earning money for food or getting food, cultivating and preparing food. So the question is now, what will happen when I lift that burden off your shoulders? Imagine how much time we'd have on our hands if we weren't trying to put food on the table. So now I'm going to test you. So what are your priorities in life, Hashem says? So what are you going to do with your lives now that I give you time? I've taken that burden which consumes most of our lives. What are you going to do? That's the test. The says, very important question. If we won the lottery tomorrow, what will we do? What will we be doing? What are, what are our dreams? What are our aspirations? What is that, that that's important to us? Will we go on just a prolonged consumer vacation, going everywhere else and experiencing, or would we be contributing? Would, would there be a spiritual contribution? These are questions that the Hashem is asking of Bnei Israel when He gives them all of this. Rabbi Nachum Liebtek has a very beautiful point, and he says that imagine this: you have a slave nation in the desert without any food. And then you do a food drop, you do an airdrop, you just, uh, you, you just like drop you know, tens, of tens of thousands of tons of food in the desert around them. What's, what would that reaction be? It would be, it would be chaos. Everybody would run and grab and hoard and take as much as they could at the expense of everybody else. The lesson, the test that's being taught over here is that everybody gets the same amount. There's no hoarding. Nothing for tomorrow morning. It's just today. The test is, is that, you know, total dependence on Hashem. It's not about tomorrow. It's not about what you can do or what you think you're in charge of. Rav Sorotskin says, finally, a fourth perspective is that Shabbos is the test, is the prerequisite or the test for keeping the Torah. It ratifies that Hashem created the world and therefore that's why there was a seven-day cycle in the first place. And in order to be able to get there, that's we need to accept the creation of the world to get to the Matan Torah itself. Which is why, when Hashem says that on the sixth day, you need to bring in what you prepared, that's what it said in, this, in, the, in Aurelia, that really could refer to the sixth of Sivan. Meaning to say, in order to get to the sixth of Sivan, you need to bring in what you prepared. All the necessary emotional character preparation to get there as well. Finally, one last question is, what is the phrase, Nachnuma? They say, we are nothing. What are we? Says Moshe and Aaron twice in this idea. What does the phrase mean? The Ibn Ezra says is that what they are saying is, what can we really do to help you that you complain to us? We were just following commands. We were telling you what Hashem said. Why are you complaining to us? The Ramban says, that's not, that's not what they're saying. He's saying, really, it's not us who brought you out of Egypt. 
We don't have the power to do this without the hand of Hashem. So don't turn to us as agents or customer service representatives. We are the facilitators of what it is that Hashem is doing. Speak to Hashem. And that's the lesson that Moshe Miller and Aaron are giving to the nation of Israel. With this we conclude the fifth Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.